We got to talk about Uvalde. How in the world do we not have answers to Uvalde? I love how people in power and the gov, they don't want you to say conspiracy or everyone's got conspiracy theories on stuff. And we're going to get to the video in a second. But we're told not to have conspiracy theories and, you know, believe what you're told, blah, blah, blah. The government wants what's best for your health. Always. Of course. Of course. We're such humanitarians. President Biden is a really a true humanitarian. He just is a giver. They want you to be healthy. They want you to strive for greatness. They want you to make a lot of money and have a good life for your family. The truth is they don't give a fuck. Excuse my language, but they don't care. Why don't they care? Because after 19 kids and two parents in Uvalde, Texas, were killed from a horrible shooting massacre on May 24th. It is now June 30th, over a month later, and we still have so many unanswered questions on what happened that day. We don't even know what happened that day. We've been told things from the police, the Uvalde police chief, this, this guy Pete Aradonde, who, by the way, has now missed two consecutive council meetings all of a sudden, with one being today. And if, if he misses a third, he's going to get removed. This guy, Pete, didn't even have a, um, a walkie-talkie on him that day. He showed, up, he showed up to the scene, like, unarmed. He was, like, unable to be communicated with while it was going on. Very weird things. And then we're told that certain things occurred, and then they're disproven. They're like, oh, you know, no, 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 that didn't happen. Or, you're right, we were wrong. If we're supposed to believe, and, and before, I, before I go too far on this, is we're supposed to not think of, quote-unquote, conspiracy theories. But when you lie and lie and then lie again, and the only reason you are you are found to be lying is because basically the court of public opinion has proven you wrong or someone said, oh, that's not true. Actually, this happened. They're like, oh, we retract that. Not like, oh, we said the wrong thing. Then they come out and they say, we made a mistake. We told you something that wasn't true. We apologize. But when you get proven to be incorrect time and time again, well, then. Are we not supposed to be questioning those in power, those people who are have authority in our society? I mean, don't forget this podcast. This podcast is apolitical. We look at everything from a political lens. We don't see red. We don't see blue. We don't see Republican. We don't see Democrat. We are apolitical. We talk about what's happening in culture from an apolitical point of view because nobody is talking for us, for you, for me. 
everybody's political. But there's so many people that aren't. And I want to give a voice to that movement. Because apolitical people care too. Apolitical people have opinions too. And here's our opinion. We want to know what happened in Uvalde. Why can't we know? So let's get even to the more suspicious stuff. We're going to dive into all of this, but let's get into it. Angelique Gomez, okay? This woman is a modern-day hero. And you're going to see her in an interview, which I believe was on CBS here in about a minute. Angelique Gomez should, first of all, probably be the police chief. She's amazing. This woman is a badass. This woman wasn't even at the scene. She drove to the scene because her two kids were in that school. So she had time to drive there to get in a confrontation with the police who were, by the way, being much more difficult with the parents than with the shooter, more worried about constraining parents than the shooter, question mark, question mark. She got cuffed for being disobedient, then was uncuffed, and the woman superhero she is, she ran, jumped a fence, went inside the school, got one of her kids from a classroom, had enough time to go to the other classroom and get her other kid, and get her kids out safe, thankfully. And I, before I go any further, our thoughts and prayers are with all the, those families and, and friends and people who have been affected by this. It's horrible. 19 children, two adults. Crazy. Awful. This woman saved her kids. She got cuffed. She got uncuffed. She jumped a fence. Kids were in two different rooms. When she was inside, there were no police officers or FBI agents or anything. Just gunshots. But don't ask questions. Everything that comes through mainstream media is truthful. But instead of talking about Uvalde and getting answers about the most horrific or one of the most horrific shootings that involved children, probably the only thing we can all agree on, no matter what side of the aisle you're on or what country you're from, that children should not be affected, negatively hurt, killed, anything bad in society. Are we all pro-children? I'm pro-child. Okay? This isn't about pro-life, pro-choice, pro-child. So this woman, you know, just hearing her own words, but, you know, just hearing her own words, because when you're lied to so many times about such a main issue that's going on, and yet all you see getting talked about in the media is January 6th, is about, you know, Republican, Democrat, they're bickering at each other, blah, blah, blah. Well, wait, 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 um, over a month ago. There was a mass shooting at Uvalde, an elementary school where 19 kids died, two teachers died, or two adults died. And we don't even have a straight story of what happened, except that it took like 89 minutes for them to go into the building when kids were being shot. Are we not supposed to be outraged? How are we allowing them as a society to talk about anything other than this until we get satisfactory answers? Even my radical left extremist girlfriend i was like you know what's going on with uvalde like i i keep trying to research it and we can't 
like, I can't find anything. Like, we don't even know what happened. Like, they said this happened, then it was proven it didn't happen, then the times are off, and this, and then it's still, ah, we don't have all the information. At the council meeting today, we're interviewing people behind closed doors. We don't have answers yet. Or the answers that we do have, we can't tell you. And now the mother that saved her two kids is being harassed by the local police harassed about coming forward and telling the truth and speaking to the media. Are you kidding me? What's that about? This woman's a hero. She's currently separated. Angelique Gomez is separated from her two children that she saved because she's getting such harassment from the local police that she doesn't want her kids to go through more trauma. Watch this video of this incredibly brave woman. And I mean, we could talk about it after we watch it. Just, just, just take a look at this. This is a real, real hero. My car is saying that um, I wasn't allowed to be parked there. And uh, he said, well, we're going to have to arrest you because you're being very uncooperative. I said, well, you're going to have to arrest me because I'm going in there. And I'm telling you right now, I don't see none of y'all in there. Y'all are standing with snipers and y'all are far away. I'm, if y'all don't go in there, I'm going in there. He right, immediately put me in cuffs. She says after Evaldi police officers told marshals to uncuff Gomez, she ran towards the school. As soon as they uncuffed me, I jumped that first gate fence. And once I jumped it, I went to my son's class. And I knocked on the door and I remember the teacher saying, um, I'm like, hey, they're already, they're already um, boach cutting the fence to get me. She's like, you think we have time to get out? I said, you have time. I'm going to run for my other son. Once she was assured her son was okay, Gomez ran to get her other child, encountering more officers who tried to stop her. So I start yelling and I'm being a cooperative and I'm like, well, y'all aren't doing shit. What are y'all doing? Y'all ain't doing Y'all need to be in here. Give me your vest. Somebody give me a vest. I'm something. I started paying attention to how far the shots were being so that I knew the shooter was all the way still by my first son's class. So when I went to my son, my second son's door, the teacher didn't want to open the door for me. So that's when they started um, escorting me out. And as I, as I see that they're opening my son's door, I go run for my son and I get him. With both of her kids out safe, Gomez still can't shake the thought of those who didn't Look make it. While you were inside the school, did you see officers there inside the school? There was inside the school when I In ran the to my second son's class. There was not one officer. And you were hearing gunshots, so you knew you that could hear the it gunshots. was an active shooter. It was still active. The gunshots were still active. They were not in there. There was no one in there. If anything, when I pulled up, my car was closer to the school than, the, where, than where the snipers and everybody that was laying on the ground were. When you heard that it took law enforcement 75 minutes before they went in and stopped the shooter, what was your thinking, having been inside the school yourself? I don't know. I was just thinking that they could have saved many more lives. They could have gone into that classroom and maybe... Two or three would have been gone, but they could have saved a whole, a whole more, the whole class. They could have done something, gone through the window, sniped them through the window. I mean, something, but nothing was being done. If anything, they were being more aggressive on us parents that were willing to go in there. And like I told one of the officers, I don't need you to protect me. Get away from me. I don't need your protection. If anything, I need you to go in there with me to go protect my kids. And if anything, they were being more aggressive on us. They're more pertain on keeping us back than getting into that school. You know, this is her wow. account is another. Wow. Can anyone give me one 
good reason why that woman would be harassed by the local police in a negative way and not praised. I don't care what your views are. I don't even care. I don't care anything about you. Are you a human being? Are you not a sociopath? If you're a sociopath, maybe you don't feel. But we'll put that group aside. Everybody else in this world. Why? Why would this woman be harassed? Why is this woman being told not to come forward to the police, to the news? Sorry, not the police, the news. Telling the truth about what happened. Why would she be threatened not to tell, tell the truth? This woman is amazing. She should be the police chief. Which brings me to the police chief. Pete Arredondo, and we'll get to another video in a second, of one of the teachers that had a classroom of 11 children. And he's, he's recovering. He just got released uh, yesterday, the day before. And they, they did drills for how to handle a, a, an active shooter. And basically, the kids go under the desk, and they stay there, and they're quiet. Pretend like they're sleeping. You'll hear them in a second or in a few minutes. And when the shooter came in, he basically, the teacher said, they were like, the kids were all like ducks and just lame ducks. And, and all 11 were shot and killed of this guy's class. And it's the most, one of the most heart-wrenching videos I've ever seen where he clearly tried to do everything he could for these kids and for these families. And he asks, he asks for forgiveness. Because they died, even though it wasn't his fault, he tried. You'll you'll hear in a second. But why is Uvalde's police chief, Pete Arredondo, if I'm saying that correctly, who's all of a sudden missing council meetings in the month after the shooting, when there's unanswered questions still, we're at that council meeting, they are literally saying, they're saying, tell us, tell us, give us answers, the mothers. The parents, they want to know when journalists were covering Uvalde, in Uvalde, when the uh, services the, uh, at the cemetery, when, when you know, the children were being buried, there were journalists trying to cover it, you know, not asking questions, but they would go and try and walk to, you know, into the cemetery or wherever the service was happening for burying the children. And... All of a sudden, these groups of bikers would all of a sudden get in front of them right at the time when they're going to like walk up, and they're like, "You can't go there." We're this is what they said: "We are guardians of the children. We're protecting them." Does that not sound like really deep state shit? I want to make it very clear: this is an apolitical podcast. We don't care about political parties. We don't care about your profession, your socioeconomic status, your race, your religion, anything. We do not care. We just care about getting the truth about the most important subjects that are happening in our culture. And as of right now, there is nothing even close to as serious and as bad and that requires answers than the Uvalde mass 
shoot it. 19 kids. May 24th, 2022, it happened. It's now June 30th, 2022. And we don't have answers. How is everyone not outraged? How are we allowing the media to talk about anything else? Forget the January 6th, the, some senator saying something, some governor. Who cares? Who cares? And if you do care, great. But don't you care about these kids and what happened? Don't you think the parents should know what happened? Don't you think this event is being identified as one of the worst crises in our country? Horrible. Horrible. I mean, horrible. And a month and six days later, we don't have clear-cut answers except this gap that it took 85 or 75 minutes for them to go into the school while there's an active shooter in an elementary school. 75 minutes where this mother, this mother of two children that she saved after being cuffed by the police to go save her kid, had enough time to get cuffed, to get uncuffed, to jump a fence, to go to two classrooms. To bring your kids back out of harm's way, which you, if you're watching, you saw the vid, they actually have the video, like a police cam or something, oh, which gets me into the body cams, but a police cam that shows her, like, getting back to the police cars with her two kids, like, you know, the real, the real day she saved them, and it was beautiful. Unfortunately, many, many other families didn't get that opportunity because the police were more worried about preventing them from going in then not going in for 75 minutes, then not giving us answers for a month, but we're not supposed to think that there aren't shady things going on. We're not supposed to think, you know, anyone who says there's hoaxes or conspiracies, people who've been absolutely shunned off social platforms, well, because they, they're saying something counter to the, you know, the mainstream media, well, why? Are we supposed to just dismiss this and not think that they may have validity to it? Is this not actually getting more people to listen to the silenced voices that have gotten prior conspiracies or hoaxes correct? And I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. But they're leaving us no choice than to ask hard questions. And if you're not answering the hard questions, what are we supposed to believe? This is honestly, as of today, probably, no, this is the most outrageous thing going on right now. It's been over a month and we don't even have a timeline of events that are accurate. Again, we've been giving timelines that are wrong, that were proven wrong by the public rather than those who gave us the information, yet they give us information about other stuff, like, I don't know, COVID suggestions, soon to be monkeypox suggestions, medical, you know, healthcare suggestions, very strong encouragements, let's say, to do stuff to yourself or get it done to you, put stuff in your body, don't ask questions, everything's safe, we want what's best for you, we want what's best for your children. Well, what happened to the children that day? Don't you ask that question. We will deplatform you. This is outrageous. We, at least 
as a culture of people in the United States of America should just only allow the media to talk about this. We should be so outraged that literally every forum comment, every podcast, every YouTube video that covers this sort of stuff, even if you cover it from a political lens, even though we do an apolitical lens, it's all fine because we're all in agreement here. We most likely all want kids to be alive rather than dead. Those that are 8, 9, 10, 11 years old that are in school, we probably want them to learn rather than get shot. And when that stuff happens, we might want to know what went wrong that day. So I don't know. We can prevent it from happening again. You can't just say, oh, the police suck. They're, uh, they didn't do the job. Or, oh, the police are corrupt. Yeah, see? The, no, the, no, we need to know specifically what occurred that day. Otherwise, how can we ensure that it doesn't happen again? And if we know exactly what happened and what went wrong and who's accountable, okay, it could be the end of your career and everything else, but that shouldn't matter because the fundamental thing that we need to know is where did the breakdowns occur? Because clearly breakdowns happen. This is not a political issue. This is where were the breakdowns? What can we fix and how can we optimize that so that in the future, if the same situation occurred, they'd be stopped immediately, right? I mean, this is crazy. It seems so simple. It seems like everybody wants those answers. And I have found something to be very, very true in my life. Not always true, but very true. When you ask a question to somebody, perhaps an uncomfortable question, perhaps a difficult question. And those people don't answer the question, ignore it, lie about it, change their answer over and over, or just don't want to talk about it or get mad if you ask about it. They're usually hiding something. Or they're usually doing it for a reason because they did something wrong. Otherwise, people want to talk about it. Like Angeli was or Angelie, I think her name is, Gomez, who you saw in the video, was happy to speak because she's a hero. And her story is amazing, and she wanted to share that so more kids are saved next time. But the fact that when we ask the police chief and other political members and, you know, the, the you know local police spokesperson and whatnot, by the way, spokesperson, I love it, just nameless. We don't get answers. And then this mother, who's probably the biggest hero of this whole situation, is threatened and now has a lawyer because she's being harassed by those very police that didn't do their jobs. But yet we're supposed to believe everything that comes out of the mainstream and from all these different outlets that are, you know, have been around for a long time. They're trustworthy. Don't ask questions. When you're told to do something during COVID, it's right. It says there. It seems like those politicians and those really bad events that happened, like Uvalde. There's something else at play here. How do we not have answers after a month? And how are people not talking about this over and over and over and over again? How can you give a damn? about January 6th committees and stuff. And I don't 
You can say that's one of the worst things that happened. It ain't as bad as 19 children dying. And I don't think political or apolitical, many, if any, people would disagree. Do you disagree? I don't disagree. But we need answers. And like I said, when answers are not provided, it's usually not good. It's usually a sign that someone is hiding something. So anyways, you get how I feel about this. And I feel very strongly about this because this is a major, major issue. And as someone who is going to be a father soon and going to have a kid, I sure as hell would want to know everything that happened that day if my child was in that school. And if you were fortunate enough where your child or loved one was not in that school, well, if they were, if your child or loved one was, how would you react? Would you want answers? Would you do everything and not stop till you got them? If the answer is yes, then you should treat this situation as such because it could have been you. It could have been the school your kid went to. Thankfully, it wasn't. But if it happened, you'd want everyone else to be on your side too to help get those answers. And I sure as hell don't think I'm alone by saying I am with these Uvalde people and anybody else who just wants answers. How is, you didn't go over 75 minutes, 19 kids died, you have parents being stopped but before the shooters being stopped, people being harassed for coming to the media who are really heroes and not, you know, bad people. And the police chief is missing meetings, council meetings, two in a row after the third one, which will come up next month. He's going to just be removed because you get removed after three missed meetings. All of a sudden, his only two missed meetings are after the Uvalde shooting. Listen, I am not political. I just want what's best for the human race. And you can't make situations better if you don't know answers. And we'll get into of how quickly they're getting into rebuilding the school. And I get it. You probably should rebuild the school, a lot of things. But it's amazing how quickly they're moving to knock that school down. Well, don't knock the school down until you have all the answers. Otherwise, you can't investigate a school that's knocked down. You better leave that school up until we have all the answers. If we have unanswered questions and that school is knocked down and we don't have all the evidence that lines up and the public knows the truth, and the parents know the truth, everybody knows the truth, well, then we got a real problem. Because then you can make a pretty easy argument that there's a cover-up. And that's not good for anybody. That just puts more doubt and removes more trust from the system that's already falling apart beyond belief. So this video now, is really, really um, heartbreaking. It's tough to watch. Um, this is a teacher who just got out of the hospital who tried to save his kids, and, you know, he's a hero too, and um, you got to just watch it and, and, and just look at there. There are so many good people in this world, and, uh, you know, my heart just goes out to, to, uh, to him and everyone else. This Uvalde teacher's name is Arnufo. A-R-N-U-L-F-O, Reyes. Um, this is a, 
this is a tough one, but this is important. He just got out of the hospital yesterday or the day before. Take a take a listen. If I die, don't let it be in vain. This morning, Arnulfo Reyes, the fourth grade teacher in room 111 at Robb Elementary School, telling his story for the first time as he recovers in the hospital from two gunshot wounds hit during the horrific massacre that took 19 students and two teachers' lives. It was our typical morning and, um, you know, we ate breakfast together. It was going to be a good day because it was going to be our day of awards. And some kids in my class said that having gotten an award you know, all year, we're going to get an award that day. Reyes says the children were enjoying the end-of-the-year celebration. And while some students went home after the ceremony, 11 from his class stayed behind. They were watching a movie when all of a sudden gunfire rang out. The kids started asking out loud, uh, Mr. Reyes, what is going on? And I said, I don't know what's going on, um, but let's go ahead and get under the table. Uh, get under the table and act like you're asleep. Um, as they were doing that, and I was gathering them under the table and told them to act like they were going to sleep, is about the time when I turned around and saw him standing there. The gunman entering classroom 112 at 11.33 a.m., then making his way into 111 through a connecting door, opening fire. Reyes shot twice, a bullet hitting him in the arm and lung, and a separate one striking his back the 17-year teaching veteran hitting the ground. I told myself, I told my kids to act like I'm there asleep, so I'm going to act like I'm asleep also. And I prayed and prayed that I would not hear none of my students talk. Did you, you, you thought you were going to die? Yes, ma'am. Then while the gunman was still in the classroom, Reyes hearing police nearby. According to law enforcement, yes. seven officers were in the building by 11.35 a.m., they took gunfire and retreated. Reyes says a child in the connecting classroom, 112, called out for help. One of the students from the next door classroom um, was saying, officer, we're in here. We're in here. And then, uh, but they had already left. And then um, he got up from, from my, behind my desk and he walked over there and he shot over there again. The gunman going back into room 112 and firing more shots. At 11.58 a.m., children from other classrooms seen evacuating to school. At 12.03 p.m., a child from room 112 calling 911, telling dispatch where she was. By this point, 19 officers were inside the building, but no one went in. At 12.10, 12.13, and 12.16, more 911 calls. You said you were praying. Do you remember what you were praying for, what you were saying in your prayers? I prayed the Lord's Prayer. I prayed my Hail Mary. Reyes says eventually he heard officers come back, telling the gunman through the door they want him to come out to talk, that they don't want to hurt anybody. But then silence again. More 911 calls, including it isn't until 12.50 p.m., one hour and 17 minutes after the gunman entered the classrooms that Border Patrol busts in, killing the shooter. After that, it was just bullets everywhere. And then 
I just remember Border Patrol saying, um, get up, get up, and I couldn't get up. Did you feel abandoned in that moment by police, by the people who are supposed to protect you? Absolutely. After everything, I get more angry because you have a bulletproof vest. I had nothing. I had nothing. You're supposed to protect and serve. There is no excuse for their actions. And I will never forgive them. I will never forgive them. How many students were in your classroom when the shooter came in? 11 students. So the shooter killed every single student in your classroom? Yes, ma'am. That's when I got to thinking, you know, this family lost one. This family lost one. I lost 11 that day. And I just went to my parents and said, I'm sorry. I tried. What I was told to do. Please don't be angry with me. Reyes says no training could have prepared them for this. Even though the school had extensive protocols, he says laws have to change. It all happened too fast. Training, no training, all kinds of training. Nothing sets you ready, gets you ready for this. We trained our kids to sit under the table. And that's what I thought of, you know, at the time. But we set them up to be like ducks. You can give us all the training you want, but it's... Uh, but laws have to change. It won't never change unless they change the laws. Reyes says he doesn't think he can ever return to a classroom, but he's making it his mission to honor the lives of his students and two of his fellow teachers. The only thing that I know that I will not let these children and my coworkers die in vain. Absolutely, I will not. I will go anywhere to the end of the world. Do not let my students die in vain. They didn't deserve this. Nobody in this world deserves this kind of pain. No mother, nobody deserves this. I will go to the end of the world to make sure things get changed. Uh, not gonna lie. Uh, the first time I watched that, I cried. That was really, really hard for me to watch. What a good guy. How are we okay not having answers? This isn't something you just say was a mask or, or just start coming up with solutions before you know the problem. We're so eager to go, you know, to legislation. It's almost like a political agenda. Like right away, it goes into okay. Well, let's just, you know, put more regulation or laws so if it doesn't happen. Blah blah. blah. We don't even know what happened. How are we going to come up solutions when we don't know what happened? You're saying that we're we're passing all this stuff, so this stuff doesn't happen as much, or we're going to come up with new legislation or new laws. We don't even know what happened. How can you start? spewing out solutions i'm not saying it's right or wrong i'm saying who comes up with 
solutions to problems that are yet to be determined or unknown problems. I mean, isn't it backwards? Seems backwards to me. It seems really backwards to me. From the Texas Tribune. Headline is, quote, nobody giving us any answers. Nobody's giving us any answers. Uvalde families demand details of shooting investigation at city council meeting, which again was today. And again, Pete Arredondo, the police chief who's on the council, was absent for the second straight meeting. Huh. Should we maybe question him? Should we maybe put cameras on him 24-7 till we get answers? He's the police chief. He's on the council. Literally, what a slap in the face to not show up to the meeting where the parents are asking for details on the investigation of the kids being killed from May 24th with a meeting that's happening on June 30th. That is like, like disrespectful, isn't it? It seems wrong. In this article, it says, Uvalde's mayor, and Uvalde's mayor is Don McLaughlin. I believe you say his name, Don McLaughlin. Uvalde's mayor said city officials could be prosecuted for releasing details of the investigation. Pete Arredondo, the city council member and school district police chief, was absent for the second straight meeting. No problem. No red flags. You want to talk about red flag laws? How about how about red flags when police chiefs start go MIA after one of the worst massacres ever where 8, 10, and 11-year-olds and teachers died and we don't even know what happened and we were given timelines that were false time and time again. But we're not supposed to ask questions on things that we're told are okay or good or, you know, they want us to like be just yeah, step in line, agree, go left, okay. Well, the world's nuanced. And in order to find solutions, you need to identify the problems. And in order to identify the problems, you need to tell the truth. And when you tell the truth, it's going to hold people accountable. And guess what? That is a good thing. Why? Because we don't want this happening again in any capacity. Yet we got solutions flying around left and right on what to do, whether it's legal stuff, you know, passing laws, you know, whether it's saying what you can and can't do or rebuilding the school in a certain way that would be better. We don't even know where the mix-up happened. Is that not like, does that not like make you dumbfounded? Like we haven't identified the problem. We've been, listen to some of the stuff we've been told. Okay. This is from that Texas Tribune article. Okay. Some family members also demanded to know why Pete Arredondo, don't forget that name, Pete Arredondo, I have this feeling he didn't do everything right. That's usually what happens when someone tries to hide from stuff because you don't want to face the music. Pete Arredondo, a city council member and school district police chief whose actions, or lack of, during the shooting have brought withering criticism. 
failed to show up for her second of city council meeting. According to the city charter, the city council could vacate the seat if Arredondo misses a third consecutive meeting. Well, I would say that he's trying to get vacated. Don't you think? He's trying to get out of the public eye. Why? Let's find out. So what were we told that wasn't true? Okay. This guy, Pete, Pete Arredondo, claimed that the doors, okay, the doors in the school were locked. In fact, if I can find it. Okay. It says that. I don't know exactly where it is, but he. I'll just sum it up for you exactly what happened. Okay. Pete. Said he couldn't. Get in to the rooms because the doors were locked. Well, guess what? We now know the doors were not locked or actually couldn't have been locked. He flat out lied about that. Why would you lie about? Why would any lying occur with anything related to this event ever? How would that be advantageous? In fact, let's think of all the reasons of why you would lie and what that would be advantageous to. Well, let's see. It would most likely only be advantageous to protecting yourself or others from being caught doing something wrong. Otherwise, it doesn't benefit the parents. It doesn't benefit the, the, the public. It doesn't benefit the courts. It doesn't benefit the police. There's only, only one scenario. You're hiding, protecting something, and it, you, you did it for some particular reason. Well, here's the truth, and this is the best part. In 2022, in the information era, I don't believe you can suffocate the truth enough where it'll never come out. I think the truth will come out. I think it always will. It might take time, but it will come out. And the way that it comes out is people from all backgrounds, from all political parties, from all parts of the world stand together, look left, look right, realize that you're next to another human being and you're the same. You're on the same team more so than the politicians, than these people who tell you basically, don't use carbon while they fly on private jet planes. I mean, these are the same people. And to be told a story from the police chief about doors being locked and then that being proved, proven to be incorrect or impossible is not only disgusting, it warrants probably to arrest him. We just want answers. I just want answers. No wonder people question everything the government does. No wonder people don't trust any of the news outlets. You got people talking about Trump over these kids. That's the obsession. 
of the mainstream to deter your attention away from the bad shit that's really happening. It seems like it's an intentional distraction so that we can keep moving on in this world and forget these things that were screwed up and botched by those in power who require our votes to be there, or sometimes not. It seems as if we're at this inflection point of corruption of no return or the people taking over and making this world, quote-unquote, right. Because this is unacceptable. I don't know in what world this is acceptable. I cannot believe that people are talking about all these other subjects in the media for the past month and that Uvalde is not only not covered every single day, but it's not covered exclusively until we get the answers. We've been lied to. What do you think they're lying about if they're lying about this? Don't you think it's likely that they're probably lying about other stuff? Doesn't it make you question things you've been told in the past that are right and wrong? Doesn't it make you think, hey, maybe we should trust it but verify it, right? Like Reagan said, trust but verify. I don't even think you could do that, actually. I think you have to immediately not trust because most likely you'll be – if you play the odds of them telling the truth and not telling the truth, then they, I mean government, I mean people in power, I mean politicians – Uh, people in public office, if they say something and you default to when the thing is said and you can go on like a tree, you know, like a, like a decision tree. And one is that's the truth. And one is not truth. And you default to go to not truth every time. Just probability wise, you'd probably be right. 98% of the time, according to the statistics bureau, bureau of our organization here, which I just made up. I mean, we deserve answers. Everyone does. These parents are actually saying we don't want to be protected. We want the answers. And yet people are trying, journalists are trying to do their job of journalism by covering the story. But the ironic part is the Uvalde police and those who have even more power in the government seem to be actually covering up the situation. I mean, you're going to cover the funeral of these kids and these bike riders come at the perfect time. It's like when Biden was going to talk to uh, people, I think it was at Disney World or something like that, and then the bunny hopped in front of him. So, and, and basically, there was someone that was working for the government that was in that suit and got in front of him and the people so he wouldn't talk. And then basically, like pointed to the other side, like, go that way. It's like an intentional diversion like that. If you don't want conspiracies to be so popular, then why are you in the midst of manufacturing a conspiracy? Right? It's like saying, I don't want to eat rye bread, and then I go to the deli, and I get a turkey on rye. It's psychotic. It's insane. And honestly, I don't get pissed off much, but this is disgusting and this needs answers.
So again, Angeli Gomez is the is the uh, the mother of the of her two children that she saved that day from the school, even though the police tried to stop her from being a hero and are now trying to stop her from talking to the media and telling the truth. Weird, huh? She has a lawyer because she's being harassed by the local police. Are you guys, gals? Come on. This is an apolitical point of view. We just want to call things out whenever it seems shady. Well, things seem shady, and we're calling it out. So we'll see what happens here, but I think we should be talking about this more. I think there should be more awareness about it. And you know what? I have a voice. It may not be loud or not travel too far, but it's truthful. It's honest. It has been. Since I covered the hurricane back in 2017, when I came across my Snapchat or Instagram, ever since then, I've been telling the real news. And that's what this is about. The real news from an apolitical person. And with Uvalde, we just want the truth. And then when we get the truth, then let's evaluate solutions. Enough skipping over the problem and jumping to solutions. Let's address the problem. Let's bring more awareness to this and let's give these parents a louder voice because this is not right. They deserve the answers. Everyone deserves the answers. The people like Angeli Gomez and that teacher you saw, Alnufo, Al Arnufo, Arnulfo Reyes, are incredible people, and it, it should give you hope that there are more good people than bad. But something's going on here, and we're going to get to the bottom of this. And when we find it out, you're going to know immediately. Because not only do we tell the real news here and tell you nothing but the truth, but we tell you it fast, quick, unedited, and straight fire on the mic. So... Stay tuned in and we'll get to it. All right. That's it for.